Welcome, welcome, welcome into WWEGL and we go 91.1 FM. I am your host, Logan Hurston. I am sadly not joined by Notorious Snow Phillips or our champion, Killer Cooper Prater, today for reasons that we'll talk about later. But I am joined for possibly the final time, quite possibly, we'll have to see by the astonishing Alex Houston. Alex, how are you doing today? Logan, you know, I'm doing great. It's it's really a privilege and an honor to step in here for two of your previous hosts. I know the notorious Noah Phillips was sent down to developmental at AOW to get a new gimmick <laughs> after his original gimmick, much like the original JBL, was sent to the second brand. Now he's down in development to hopefully he'll come back with a new character soon. And obviously, for those loyal listeners here of WWEGL, even if you listened to our Wednesday episode, you might have missed our random tie-in Saturday show, our Sunday show, and our random YouTube series titled Being the WWEGL. But if you did see that, you learned that Cooper, Killer Cooper Prater, our WWEGL undisputed champion, had to sell a portion of his WWEGL championship, and it was sold to a mysterious consortium. And well... <laughs> The consortium was me. <laughs> so yeah. You so you're the new champion. Wait, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta hit the sound. Dummy. Yeah. 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 I got a new sound effect for you. Oh, what we got? As as resident AEW hater, and obviously oh, you're such a WWE enjoyer. When every time you come on the screen and you say the praises of WWE, you will hear this. I love double double E. You what know what is, that is? No. That's uh, Vladimir Kozlov's original promo. They'd have him come out, and he'd be like, thank you for this opportunity. He's like, I cannot be in the, the Rumble. He's like, because I, <laughs> I went there all three nights. He's like, I love double-double E. <laughs> and, like, for a month he would say that. You know, I'm really upset that my one good promo to open the show is without uh, Cooper here to be like, oh, wow. Because he always, you know, I always think I got something. probably start arguing with you right now. <laughs> exactly. For It'd the tremendous. real reason why Noah and Cooper aren't here, Noah had to drive back to ye old Ayrton, Alabama to help out the family on the farm. Like, you know, like a good old, like them good boys, you know? Did you like my, um, my, um, <laughs> my developmental um, brand good. name, AOW? How, how long did it take you to think of that? Uh, I thought of it on the spot this moment. Uh, Auburn Opelika Wrestling, obviously. <laughs> or it, in honor of Justin Lee, it should have been OAW. OAW. Opelika Auburn sense. Wrestling. That would have been better. But unfortunately, I, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking that quick. And then I have a note from the champion. No, Alex is not the consortium. Um, okay. The consortium is me. If only we could You're play. You're killing kayfabe, man. If only we could play Eric Bischoff's theme. I'm back. It'd be it's tremendous. Or, or, wait, no. Well, it's Ric Flair, but I think of the bit from Deadlock because they did a bit on their like 100th episode where they kicked all the hosts off, and then they kept coming back, and it kept playing Eric Bischoff's okay, theme. That's, that's pretty funny. It's like, the consortium, the consortium is, is us. Me. Oh, my God. That's pretty, that's pretty, that's pretty good. Um, Cooper said, tell the people that the killer sends his regards, but as morally upstanding champion, I must commit to the educational responsibilities. Okay. I think he's writing about me and you. So uh, I certainly He hope- is writing about Weagle. Oh, Lord. Well, He's we'll doing start- his research paper on WWEGL, so we'll see how that turns oh, out. Oh, God. All I'm saying is, in my contract, I negotiated the missed days, and Cooper didn't. So I think I wanted to strip him of the belt. You got that Hulk Hogan contract, man. You have to you defend the belt once a year. We did in canon 
um, Noah's my wise man. So oh, in, in kayfabe. So I have an excuse. He doesn't. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna write him off like uh, Sasha and Naomi. Coop, Killer Cooper Prayer has let us all down today by missing this week's WWE GL. Oh my! This might Lord. be the final. What's crazy is both of them are gone, and this might be the final WWE GL for like three months. It's true. I mean, we don't it know what Noah's going to be doing be. Over, over the summer. The thing is, though, the question is, and, it, and it, could, it could be the final one for you. It's definitely not the final one for me, but it could be the final one for like three months. We're going to miss like Money in the Bank, All yep. In, Wembley, All Out, Night of Champions, the new champion. SummerSlam. SummerSlam. Based on how last year's SummerSlam was, pretty big no, no, deal. No, I think we might we might be back for SummerSlam. It's like early it, August. Yeah, but we could we could pull some strings and maybe get in. Early. Okay. We'll see. We'll see. I could. I can see his points. Do they have, they have, they have, I'm sure they have it scheduled this year. When do they have it set? Let me look. Yeah, it's in Detroit. Detroit. Rock, Rock City. City. Get up. Everybody trying to move their feet. Get down. <laughs> okay, we're, we're we're killing that bit. Um. Also, what what else is we we had to talk about backlash today? Even though I don't think we're going to do predictions, we'll talk about it because it is this weekend in Puerto Rico. That's true, and it's going to be so boring. What a terrible build. What an awful, awful, awful. card. <laughs> Omas I mean, I, I could go on and on about the complete, like, okay, so. To be fair, I actually think it might turn out to be a decent card. I think, okay, not not storyline-wise, but I think other than the Omos-Rollins match, I think a lot of them could be good matches. I'm going to do a little analogy for everybody listening, because um, I'm sure we got some listeners in the Auburn Opelika Megaplex who probably are not avid WWE fans. Maybe they're just listening to Weagle and we happen to be on the airwaves. So I want you okay. to imagine for a moment that you're playing NCAA 14. Okay, you, this is a good classic game. You know what I'm talking about. NCAA mm-hmm. 14. And you decide, hmm, we're playing Alabama this week. I got I to gotta hit the Super Sim button. You know, you know remember Super Sim? It was just you could let offense yeah. play out. And Super Sim gets you to the one-yard line. That is WrestleMania night one. Gets you to the one-yard line. All you have to do is walk the ball a yard, and you score a touchdown win the game. Yeah. But instead, you run a spread option sweep to the short side of the field and lose six yards, which is WrestleMania night two, by the way. I'm not going to give WrestleMania night two that much, that much flack. Okay, as we say, lateral 99 um, yards. No, we're, no, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. So you do that, and it's like, okay, shoot. All right, second down, second down. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, commercial free hour of Raw is your second down play. Omos and Elias, is, or Omos and Elias, is, the is, match. is you get sacked, and the quarterback flings the ball backwards, and you lose an additional 25 yards. <laughs> then, 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 then. Then you've got third down. Third down is um, Roman does what Roman does and disappears. So that's, For a that's, month. That's, that's a, um, a, another, another like, sack. It's historic rain. Dude has dipped. Yeah, exactly. Immediately dips, after dips. WrestleMania. Absolutely. And then, um, oh, oh my gosh. You finally have a play. You're going to throw it, and then Vince rears his ugly head, picks it off, and returns it for a touchdown. And then after that game ends, the head coach goes out there, who hired the offensive coordinator, who is best friends with the offensive coordinator, and goes, my offensive coordinator is so dumb. He's never here. We're going to fire in a new offensive coordinator. That is what Triple and H did when he we're went. we're going to trade half the team. Yeah, exactly. With a that, draft. That is what Triple H did when he went, hmm, the guy that I have given the belt to, you know, I want to you know say what, this. You know what this sounds like realistically, though? What? Like the 2017 or 2018 Cavs when LeBron like traded half the team and got <laughs> rid of Tyron Lue. And then went, why and... is this going badly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, got Ty- he got rid of David Blatt. David Blatt. Tyron Lue was still around at that time. What, whoever. He got rid of like half the coaches. Yeah. He traded half his team. Who were his boys? <laughs> yeah. And that was crazy. This is, this is real life. I, I could go on and on about that, but it is – honestly, Logan, I think – 
then again, it's unlikely because the dirt sheets have not reported it. I'm just going to float this theory out there, and Cooper and Noah listening at home can go, oh, this guy's an idiot. Noah might call it. Does Roman have creative control in his contract? Because I'm half convinced he has creative control in his contract. The dirt sheets would have reported it by now, obviously. I don't feel like he does. But what kind of crazy, narcissistic person do you have to be to go on a promo and go, this guy won't give us his belt? You're the booker! (laughs) You run the show! Give you the belt? This is fake. Do you know? Do you know that this is not real? You can decide when he drops the belt, when you want. You can have him drop it to a returning James Ellsworth, and there's they not want, a dang thing Roman Reigns can do about it. They want, well, I mean, he could walk out. Okay, and you strip the belts off him anyways, because they're not his. Well, let's calm down uh, for a second. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go into sorry, I'm let's sorry, go I'm some sorry. happier news. Let's go into the... Wrestling news around the universe. Uh, let's. I think there's a news button on here. Where is it at? Laugh track. There it is. Wrestling news. This is an, it's like a news sound, you know? Like a- Sorry. Speaking of news, um, for the Oh You Didn't Know sound effect in the intro, you should swap it with the time Damian Sandow and Cody Rhodes were facing the New Age Outlaws, and Damian Sandow goes, Oh, you were not aware of it? Yeah. <laughs> and they did, they did the Oh You Didn't Know. Your posterior better contact someone at once. I... Easily top five promos of all time. That's that's that popped Alex right there. Yes, but it did. Yes, some, it did. Some wrestling news. Baron Corbin. We have finally found a place that Baron Corbin is over God. in Paris, France. Baron Corbin is God. No, he's not. He is. Look up. There's a there's clips all, all over Twitter break. where he's in Paris and they are cheering his name and he got his first win of the year in Paris. Paris is historically a very difficult town to gauge. So it See makes Euro sense. Disney, so that tracks. It makes sense that everyone says Paris people are scummy and they would love Baron Corbin. Congrats to Gunther and his wife, Jenny, former wrestler in NXT UK, Progress. I followed her a lot in the independence, the queen, Jenny Couture. They got married oh, wow. this past week. Exciting. Um, You got to see Gunther dance. He danced formally and he danced um, – Informally. Um, well, yeah. You'll, I'll show you the clip. <laughs> I know, no, I've seen the clip. I know what you're talking about. Um, congrats to that. Uh, you're going to hate this news, but I'm going to say it anyway. New Japan Pro Wrestling had their Wrestling Don Taku show. One of their bigger shows of the year this today. last night. It was last night. I don't hate New Japan, okay, but by the, the way. So it is, oh, also, 10th anniversary of the Bullet Club today. Really? Wow. Two, 10 years ago today, the Bullet Club of... Prince Devitt, a.k.a. Finn Balor, Bad Luck Fale, Tomatonga, and Carl Anderson. I don't know if Carl Anderson was initially in it, was formed. Wow. And, and the only member I think that's still in it that from the start to the end is full-time was Bad Luck Fale, who, like, barely wrestles for New Japan anymore. But he's still in New Japan, technically. Huh. Interesting. So, um, congrats to all Bullet Club members for selling a bunch of T-shirts and making a lot cool of money and being the modern-day NWO. And getting overbooked just like them. Correct. <laughs> um, in that event, Kazuchika Okada, for the first time in his whole career, won a title that was not the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. Basically, the main champion. That's like he Brock Lesnar. It, it's like Brock Lesnar winning the tag team titles with John Cena. Is basically what happened on their show. And he's never won. Well, he won. Either. He won the never open man six man titles. Okay. So like it's their trios okay. championship with like their John Cena and. Ishii, which is like a really good like intercontinental title guy. Okay. Um, and he's also a heel, and he cursed in American and, and then flipped the bird to one of the younger guys. Love and it. then apparently after he challenged him, and Moxley's going to challenge him with and another supposed teammate 
Um, oh man, Okada's gonna look at him and Moxie's head's gonna explode. Yoda, I don't know, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name, but there was a big return in New Japan, and the next time Cooper comes back, he's probably gonna yell at me hearing this. <sighs> I, I don't want to. No, I, you're I gonna butcher his say name. It. Do, look it up first, please. And actually, why don't you look it up and then throw it my way? And I'll give it a shot. So I've experienced this. This is this is the name. Yo, Yota. Sure. Wait, I can't it's, see it. It, it, we're gonna butcher it, but he came back and he's already. Oh, um, it's Yota Suji. Yota so Suji. Like, I'm, I feel very confident that it's pronounced Suji. All right. Well, Yota Suji returned from a scourging. Su- Suji, probably. Suji. Probably, probably with more of a. I don't know. Anyway, um, 29 he, years old. Wow. Yep. He returned. Oh, I thought it was six foot eleven. It said five foot eleven. Okay. No, he, he returned from excursion, immediately challenging for the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. It is a new age in New Japan. They seem like they're going more younger talent focused. How old is Okada? Okada's like got to be closer to 40 now. Really? I mean, Okada. I guess he and Omega's like big run was like 2016, right? Yeah. And okay. Okada's been around since like he's, he's, he, Okada is 35. So okay. he's not that old and he'll be around for years. But like with the way New Japan style is, depending on like you could break down pretty quickly. So, right. Cause it's very um, physical. So why is it called the never, never open weight? So it was supposed to be when they introduced it, like, um, so, were you talking about the six-man titles or the never title? Well, no. Well, the six-man title is also called the never. So, it's supposed to be, like, the younger guys championship, but it's not used that way. It's it's basically the, um, for a while there, the never open weight championship was the bad A belt. So, like, whoever's the baddest guy on the roster yes. would basically hold that belt. So, like, Shibata, who literally um, almost died after going to match because he did so many shoot headbutts and would just kick its opponents awesome. And he, he's wrestling now. He had his brain taken out of his head and then put back in. Hematoma. Yeah, CT is awesome. That's what you. That's what you. He's just wrestling said. now. He's a great trainer. He didn't. It was his. He's also like a shoot MMA fighter. So like he's like he like that's his, it's just mix of MMA and wrestling over the years. All right, it sucks, but it was his choice, which makes it kind of awesome. Yeah, until he shoot headbutts somebody else. Well, he's wrestling now and he's the pure champion in Ring of Honor. Yeah, okay. And in ten years, he's um, gonna think he was in the WWF. Tomohiro Ishii. Who is awesome? Um, I we'll talk about this more. We'll go into more wrestling news and more stuff around the world. But we're gonna have to take a quick PSA break, Mister Alex. As you know, former host of Compact Discourse, you took a lot of these. I'm going from the board of Compact Discourse. What do you mean from? Oh wow, look at that! Uh, yeah, you yeah. are the two minute PSAs, oh. man. They're good. They're good. Well, we're gonna go to a quick, brief two minute PSA break. We'll be back after these messages. Welcome back to WVG on Wicked 91.1 FM. Let's get into Alex's favorite topic, AEW. Well, actually, I want to say, I want to say one more thing okay. Though, okay. On, on the New Japan stuff. I was reading into it a bit. One, I think it's interesting that they call them the six-man tag champion belts versus, like, AEW's trio. Yeah. That's interesting. Um, I think I think trio makes more sense marketing-wise, where six-man is technically correct. Yeah. Technically. But I, I like that. They're I, both correct. No, I mean, no, I mean, yeah, in a sense, but, but, but one is technically by the letter of the law correct. I think Trio is just the more marketable because, like, I, yeah. I saw six man. I was like, he's on a six person team. That's weird. Anyway, That'd be crazy. That would be they crazy. All six of them have belts. That would be crazy. Um, other notes include the fact that I always think it's very interesting how um tag team stuff like that has evolved. For example, I wonder how soon it'll be till WWE goes the Trio route, especially because they have more factions than ever before. True, that would make sense, and it would give you know that this is something I want to complain about WWE. You know that the LWO, since its introduction, has not won a match. That's quite terrible. 
that the legendary stable with Rey Mysterio and five members has lost to the Bloodline or Judgment Day every single time. Hmm, if only there was some guy with a sketchy track record that could possibly be in charge of creative. Hmm, <laughs> I wonder. I wonder who that is. Anyway, but um, also Okada. Um, not to not to be not to be a, this guy, but I'm gonna be that guy. What do you okay, gonna- wait, wait. First of all, there's the IWGP Heavyweight and the IWGP World Heavyweight. Okay, okay. different. So that huh. I can explain that. It, which one is the one he most recently held? Because are you looking at like titles? No, but, no, no. It's just on Google, on so, our Wikipedia page, like on the main. Originally, page. I think it was the IWG version four World Heavyweight title, and then they unified the IWGP oh, World yeah, Heavyweight and the Intercontinental, and then eventually they made the new belt, which is I don't know why you would ever go from the greatest design of any championship belt ever, in my opinion, to what it is now, which is fine. But it, it it's automatic downgrade why you would ever change that belt. And basically unified it, and that's the new heavyweight or world Best heavyweight. Best design ever, you said? Best design. Look, you got to look at it on a person, man. Okay, okay. It is enough. beautiful. And it's got, like, the crown. It just looks sick. It's got all the t- names of the previous title holders on the sides. Okay, that that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. However, um... You know, you, Roman Reigns' gimmick infringement, man. He, he might have stolen um, the whole shtick from Okada because he had a 720-day oh. reign, and he only had 12 successful title defenses. Because he only had to defend on big – well, think the difference was between Okada and why Okada can get away from it and Roman Reigns is because Okada won all his matches clean as a whistle. He was just like – And then he disappeared for 60 days. The final boss. Well, yeah, you had to earn a right to fight him. Okada's also, like, he's the rainmaker. He's a huge – they want to build him. They For a while, they wanted to build him as this, like, overall good guy, like Antonio Inoki. Antonio Inoki is a – I know. He's I, a great I'm, I'm aware of the lore. Jerk, but I'm aware of that, too. Okada's great as a jerk. Like, I'm just better than you. That's his whole, like, I'm the rainmaker. I make it rain. Money rains from the sky. And six-star ratings from Dave Meltzer rain from the sky. awesome, man. There's no such thing as a six-star match. I'm sorry. I would pay so much money to watch Okada fight almost anybody. I think he could make almost anybody look good. Well, except for Yoshihashi. But anyway. Yoshihashi, bad wrestler. Well, um, they had a bad match. That is that's Cooper's favorite, um, least favorite wrestler. Oh, and wow. also the first match Okada had back from. So like what they do in New Japan, they have what calls excursions, which is kind of what you know Takeshita. Yes, that's kind of what he was doing originally in AEW. So basically, New Japan's very smart and they build relationships with other companies. And what they'll do is they'll send wrestlers or younger guys like you're going to america for two years and then it's you're gonna seasoning. come and you're gonna learn their style and learn from them also while learning for us and you're gonna come back you know where they sent akata where T- wait they sent him to tna didn't they, they sent him to tna and that's why they tna and new japan's relationship for years stopped because they ruined okada shockingly because they had him do a green hornet gimmick oh wait yeah it was like 2011 right mm-hmm that was like Eric Bischoff, Hulk Hogan. Yep, exactly. Type nonsense. They had quite possibly one of the greatest wrestlers. It, he is one of the greatest wrestlers of his generation. Arguably the greatest wrestler of the 2010s. And they wasted him. But, oh, yeah, they had him on the secondary television program Explosion. Oh, yeah, my Lord. It, it was bad. And so, oh, 2010, 2011, So that's what um, Takeshita kind of did. Like a lot of these Japanese companies, he was from DDT, which is where Kenny and Koto originally from. And that guy returned. Say the name. I'm not going to butcher it. I can't remember the name. but Y-O-T-A. It's T-S-U-R-A. Yota Suji, most likely. Yota Suji returned from AAA. 
which is a Mexican okay, yeah, yeah. So no, they I'm, all I'm familiar with that one, too. And, like, excursions almost always do better because, like, even, like, when they build guys, like, they'll build guys like the top baby faces and the fans hate them and then they'll send them away for, like, two years and they come back and they're, like, the most beloved thing ever. Interesting. By the fans. Very interesting. Because well, they change the personality. It's awesome. Either way, um, 12 title defenses in, in over 720 days is a little crazy. It was only 12? In in his entire time with the championships. Well, to be fair, he did wrestle a lot of tag team matches and like stuff in between. Okay. Unlike Roman, where he only wrestles the championship matches or war games. Wrestles. He did war games. That was and pretty cool. That's it. And that's did, it. War games pretty cool though. War games was cool. He sat in his chair. That was pretty funny. <laughs> that was, it was pretty funny. Wasn't exactly. It? That, was, that was pretty good. Roman's um, great, man. Well, that's that's your new Japan talk. Yeah. We gotta get into AE Dub. Um, Forty-five thousand tickets so far. All right. Sold is get the it claim. out. Get out what you were saying on the phone earlier. I'm serious. Don't don't sugarcoat it. You let were me, you were talking look, smack. Let, I'm gonna confirm the the thing so I don't get yelled at. The, confirm um, that the number is forty five thousand. Confirm that it's more than WCW. Sold. I'm gonna confirm their highest attendance um, for an American show. Um, wasn't it like forty one thousand in the Georgia Dome? It's forty three thousand. Forty three. Most likely. Well, they have forty five. WCW right. does have some bigger shows. I like will what? Say. Um. Um. Well, it's their joint shows. Joint shows with who? Oh, Coll- like whoa, collision like, in Korea. Okay, that that doesn't really count. Yeah, all the New Japan do- stuff doesn't count. Um, and the yeah because it was in Japan kind of thing, but yeah, bigger draw confirmed. Yeah, top attendance forty one thousand and the super Superdome and I. Was that the finger poke of doom? No, the finger poke of doom was, was the next year. Was was merely six months later. Okay, so finger poke of doom was their second highest attendance, that's, but their highest great. was when Goldberg won. They also then had a nitro in the Astrodome where Goldberg beat Bam Bam Bigelow. Wow, what a draw! Okay, so no, but I'm serious. Talk like you were talking on the phone. Don't, yeah, don't sugarcoat. Oh, I'm not going to sugarcoat. Don't it. be a host now that I've of the show. Go at it. AEW canonically sells more tickets than. WCW in their heyday. It, this is pre-sale tickets, by the way. The general public sale does not open till Friday. In one and a half days, or two days, they have sold 45,000 tickets. The pre-sale isn't even done in Wembley Arena when everyone said they weren't going to get past 20. Okay, a couple questions here before yes. before we get into this. So, pre-sale versus general pop. So, what is... What's the differentiating factor between that? So what's okay, how, how's that Alex, work? When was the last time you you don't go to concerts? I I, I don't. So that's why I'm so asking. So nowadays for Ticketmaster, you have it's the, run through. Ti- oh, okay. Jesus. So yeah, and they have forty five thousand through Ticketmaster too. This is the thing with a lot of events now, and like any WWE event or like a concert, or anything that's run through Ticketmaster, they do like three days of pre sales. So how does that work? Though? So you what they do is it's like it's like no no no. It's like if you buy if you're getting VIP. You'll get a pre-sale if you have like a city card, or you work for, or you go for Verizon, or you sign up on their website for the pre-sale code, or stuff like that. There's like fifteen thousand things. Like I go to a concert and I get like the first pre-sale because like if you own a city card and City works with Ticketmaster, they get the first pre-sale. And then it's like a Verizon customer. And then it's like if you sign up on AEW's website for the pre-sale code, you get the pre-sale. And then Friday, after all the pre-sale tickets are sold, and they only don't they don't sell all the best tickets first. They sell it in random increments. So it's like you'll have like like a certain amount of cheap seats, a certain amount of this, a certain amount of that for each pre-sale. They sold 45,000 tickets, and they, they still have a pre-sale day tomorrow, and they still have general sale. And the pay-per-view is not until like the end of June. 
So there's they're going, I'd say at least minimum 50k. All right, um, Logan. Here's why you're wrong. I'm gonna tell you exactly why. I'm gonna la- I'm gonna layer it, <laughs> layer it on there, layer it on there, brick by brick, and then I'm gonna be really mean at the very end. But I want you to know that I you're appreciate, gonna be wrong. I appreciate being on the show. I love being on the show. I always appreciate you know your chance to talk about WWE like right, right now. Right now. Double E. <laughs> okay, so first and foremost, you need to factor in the fact that post the New Japan collaboration, due to the fact that WCW was not run by an intelligent man, they were run by Eric Bischoff, they did not host a show in the UK until 2000, when the program was obviously in the toilet. Hosting a show in a foreign country of which there are no live shows, of which there may not be able to watch it on television is going to obviously dramatically heighten the ticket sales. Yeah. That's just that's just the way it works. So comparing the Atlanta Georgia Dome sale to this already. Little little faulty. Again, that's because Eric Bischoff's a dummy because Sting and Ric Flair would have sold out every stadium My thing in WC. They had the opportunity to they didn't believe no, in themselves. I, no, they did. He's just an idiot. Like this is not this is not WCW didn't believe in themselves. Can't just call him an idiot. Yes, I can. Eric Bischoff ran a series of pay-per-views called Road Wild where they did not make a live gate because he was like motorcycles are cool. That is funny. That was he, that was pretty He funny. is a bad businessman. That is not debatable. The only worst businessman in the nineties for wrestling was Paul Heyman. And we're not gonna even get into that right now. Paul E. Anyway, Paul E doesn't know how to pay his wrestlers dangerously. Anyway, awesome. I'm I'm going on a rant here. So that is a dramatic factor to consider. Additionally, imagine the state of online ticket sales in 2023 and then go back in time 25 years. You probably The only way to buy tickets to the Georgia Dome in Atlanta was probably to be in Atlanta. Still, I mean, when WWE did, uh, what's it called, SummerSlam in the 90s, they sold 80,000. That's true. But again, they didn't go to the UK. Is no, also in, the point. in the UK. I know, and WCW did not go to the UK because, again, a UK show should always, under every circumstance, outsell any of your shows that you have in the US. Should a, a big show like that in a foreign country that does not get live events should always. That, and also, I forgot to layer this factor in, so you want me to layer everything on. Mm-hmm. There has not been a single match mm-hmm. announced for this That's card. True. True. This is just AEW's coming to UK for a pay-per-view. A pay-per-view that is also... The week before, one of their biggest, pay- their big like four or five pay per views they do in the year. That's true. So it's not even going to be like a main focus. That's true. Um, well, that's that, that that makes all the UK fans feel really nice. They're not a main focus. Um, additionally, <laughs> let's let, truth. Additionally, let's keep let's keep going with the why don't you? Because I know I've got a lot of time. I've, I know I've got some time here. I've got enough time if I, if I may. So then you want to keep going further into the fact that um, I don't know if you've heard Logan, but people buy tickets online just to resell them. So. Either I way, that's ticket spot. We might no. It doesn't always mean that. Sometimes people just don't go to the events. Well, so, yeah, but I'm saying it's profit for AEW. They can. That's true, but profit doesn't matter. I'm, you're arguing about them being a draw, not about them making money. It is a draw. If people just go online and buy tickets just to price gouge them, which is likely going to happen, I think you need to prepare yourself for the fact that the, the number of actual attendants might not jump over fifty-five thousand. And additionally, let's go a step further and say congratulations to Tony Khan, to AEW. You can draw in the UK, but it's a damn shame that you can't draw in the US. They do draw in the US. Yeah, I'm sure they, they do. With their, have three with their TV shows, shows, with their shows where they the don't, where they do not put lights on the upper decks of their arenas because nobody is there, and their shows that have not and will not ever 
crossed the viewership threshold that WCW under Vince Russo got. Okay, shut up. Because you know it's a different time. You can't even compare. Because WWE barely draws this year because of streaming deals. And the only reason WWE even has the viewership and it currently has, it's because they've been around for 35-plus years. That's true. And, and AEW. That, and it's only been around for five years. So for them, a four- or five-year-old company to draw 40 to 50 to whatever number they draw in the U.K. is a big deal. It's better for wrestling as a whole. You shouldn't argue with it. But I am. Because you said that it's a bigger draw than WCW. It is. Confirmed. No, it, that's Look at not the numbers. How Look at the numbers. It is. It, wrestling was more popular in the 90s than it was now, and they never drew that. Because that's, they never went to the UK. Well, whose fault is that? WCW's. Eric and with Bischoff. that being said, we are going to go to a quick PSA break. Dummy. Yeah. Welcome back to WWGO on Regal 91.1 FM. It is me and Alex in the booth. For quite possibly the final time together is bittersweet. We were already about to throw blows in the ad break. True. Um, but we are back. Look, look here, Logan. I'm living the gimmick. Meanwhile, you're out there working yourself into a shoot, brother. Let's just <laughs> let's just remember I that. Jump over the. Da- I'm gonna do Davis. I'm about to punch you right exactly. now. Exactly. Or or as Davis said, why don't you go ahead and shoot me? Um, <laughs> hey, why does why does an AEW host there? So what what is AEW's biggest pay per view? What was their biggest pay per view last year? I got no idea. Because I'm still I'm still going here. However, I will say um, the TV ratings thing was literally a jab for the sake of jabbing because I knew it would make you angry. Because <laughs> you our, know that's bull. In, in our journey to Atlanta to see GCW, which rules forever, um, <laughs> Justin Lee was talking about the fact that ratings are very different because not just wrestling, but TV itself yeah. is low. So a show getting 800,000 um, viewers Consistently. in a Thursday night slot on TNT, which normally, as Justin Lee said, which he said this great, was like, what is it going to be, Wonder Woman 1984 or AEW Dynamite? That is true. That is correct. I, w- I was just doing it because I knew it would make you very angry. <laughs> however, however, my opinion on their live gate attendance still stands because, for example, their biggest pay-per-view last year was probably all out, right? I... I mean, maybe. Mox versus Punk. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. Um, it was the September 4th, 2022. Just look up the biggest pay-per-views for AEW, and then you can just check us here. I mean, no, but I, my point is that that biggest pay-per-view is an arena that only held 10,000 people. But, you know, it's uh, it's whatever. It's whatever. I yeah. I mean, again, well, we got to factor in. However, they did have Forbidden Door in the United States with, with 16,000. I will say, their buy rates are pretty impressive. And Forbidden Door is going to get even more this year because it's in Canada. The buy rate for um, for these pay-per-views are pretty consistently impressive, and i got to give them that. I really will. Like, I know that's – that you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not trying to just fold like a launcher over here, but I just – got to say it's impressive is all I'm trying to say here. Yep. That's awesome. Um, it – their full gear pay-per-view from tw- – well, that's 2021. I'm looking for eh. – well, 155,000 pay-per-view guys for double or nothing. That's not bad. Yep. Not bad. They said that the – he said that it, it was the first – I mean, it's a big deal for them. I mean, you got to factor in. They were – he was touting up um, – Com's touting up that the, the full gear gate from, you know, last November last year. topped a million, and they've already topped five million on this pre-sale gate. I'm just saying – I think it's like – it's not even like, oh, AEW better or like in WCW. I'm just saying it's a big deal. It's good for wrestling. Because again, like that's and that's what like all the wrestlers are saying. Even those who like Cardona, who you know Cardona don't like. I mean, he doesn't hate AEW, but he's not like he's not gonna go there because he said, "Why would I go there and wrestle on dark when I can go to the Indies and 
you know, build up companies. If I'm not going to be the, if I'm not going to be the guy kind of thing, because he wants yeah. to be the guy, he wants to have creative control. And instead, he's the franchise um, of every. But he said promotion. like people hating on other on wrestling on wrestling to succeed is dumb. You guys are look. I'm not. I, I I'm not I, saying you are. I'm just saying people who do do that. I do get a. I do live the gimmick a little too much here on the show, as you know. I'm not nearly as bitter and angry as um I. Pretend to be truthfully uh, like okay. I know look, you in real life. That's you're true. Pretty bitter and I can I can be. Yeah, no. It's if, like if, your main personality. If we're talking trait. about okay, <laughs> if we're talking about Dan Snyder on here, then I'll get angry. Oh, but no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, look, re- the reality is I, I I'm glad that AEW is succeeding because I think it's pushing WWE to try harder. Unfortunately, it pushed them so hard that Vince McMahon left and then came back, and I think they're pushes gonna go. It's well. it's really scary right now for WWE because for years they were going they were going down. Yeah, and like. Down, 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 and like the bloodline stuff, they started to get a little bit more of a. They started to get a little bit of audience back because of they were the only thing that was going on during COVID. Yeah, and so like when you're you know channel surfing and you have nothing to do, like you throw on the Fed because at least even though it was terrible for all wrestling fans, it's something. Sure. Um, and they got a little bit more of a fan base back, but especially with the Triple H, I mean they were selling out every single yeah. arena. That they got going two five star matches at WrestleMania. Man. Also, that Triple H is a smart man. Because the next three pay-per-views are not in the United States. Puerto Rico is going to sell out because they haven't had a pay-per-view in Puerto Rico in 20 years. They're going to Money in the Bank in the United Kingdom. Which would be nice. Which would be nice. Where are they going to put that in? I think is O2 it... Arena. Okay, yeah, so just the um, Arena. They're not, they're not going for, like, big. I think unless they did, like, a WrestleMania. Or a SummerSlam there. Because Summer they've been Slam. doing SummerSlam in stadiums here. So. Yeah, I, they could. And even SummerSlam last year, if you go look up the, go look up the SummerSlam gate. No, no, it was in, um, it was uh, in... Nashville. I thought it was in the Alamo Dome. No, it was in Nashville. Really? Alamo Dome was That was one of the Rumbles. That was yeah, and it was Mania the year before. Um The Alamo Dome? Oh no, no, no. That was Rumble. That was Rumble. Rumble, okay, that's what I thought. But it was because they have like there's like pictures of where they like cut off the like the half the stadium. Like you if you if you look up a little bit, like you can tell there's not like a lot of fans there. Yeah, because that's because it was the Alamo Dome. Well, no, no, no. In in the Titan Stadium. Oh, really? Yeah, look up look up attendance for SummerSlam last year. But anyway, they have that, and then they're doing another, I think, also Night of Champions in Saudi Arabia, which obviously does gangbusters because the Republic of Saudi Arabia loved them some wrestling. They love Yokozuna. Including, I think, India um, is one of the biggest markets for WWEGL, so shouts out there. Shouts out the UK for being our second biggest market for WWEGL, and obviously USA. USA. I will say Clash of the Castle did 62,000. Well, yeah, because Clash of the Castle was big. Yeah. Oh, Clash of the Castle did gangbusters. That's what I'm saying. UK pay-per-views did gangbusters. It'll be interesting to see because what I've, I swear I heard somewhere that they said that right now AEW has a bigger UK market than WWE does, just slightly. It's probably due to their international wrestlers that and, have that base. And um, the relationship with New Japan, which I think is a lot more big of a deal in um, England because you don't have to stay up till 3 a.m. in England. You stay up to like, you know. A lot sooner. That's but, a good point. Uh, SummerSlam, oh, SummerSlam in the Titan Stadium did forty-eight thousand four four nine. Not bad. You want to you want to hear about some of this draft? And I, I assume you didn't watch much this week. Oh, we were all watching finals, but I procrastinated Monday night and nice. I watched ev- all of Monday I Night Raw updates. and I watched Raw Talk because I wanted to know where my boys were going. This draft was underwhelming to say the least. I was very sad with some. I think some of the NXT call-ups were deserved. Like. But I also think with the way they were calling up certain things, and like there's some stars who are ready to be called up, and they're like, no. Because I think they kind of want to keep some of the draws in NXT. They rated both, they drafted both the NXT tag, women's tag team and their women's champion. 
Yeah, and didn't they draft the team that's also challenging for the tag belts? Yep, to Raw. So I think I think the reason they drafted the tag team belts is because I think they're finally I think they're gonna make the undisputed belts one belt and then reintroduce hopefully a better design tag team belt with SmackDown and I think they're gonna keep the NXT tag team belts and I don't know rename them or just do something but they're gonna become the SmackDown Women's Tag Team Champions and have the Raw because I don't think they're gonna be Wait, think, they drafted the male tag team champions of NXT as well no 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 okay no. they drafted the women's the but male the wi- is. Um, well, I'm talking about tag team champions. There, I'm talking about K- Sami Zayn. Okay, yeah, right, right, right. Because they have the undisputed. And so, then they're gonna make a new belt. Okay, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, bring back the old belts, the classic ones that looked beautiful, but oh. they'll not do. Bro, that. the ruthless aggression era tag belts. I'd even say those were pretty great. Like pe- those are pretty great too. It's they're just, a little forgettable. The but pennies are terrible. The pennies. I cannot begin to describe the pain and suffering I felt when they dropped the pennies. Man, I was like, you got to be. Especially kidding when me. they made. I don't know what pennies, them again. What do you like better? The original pennies or the red pennies and the blue pennies? The originals were not terrible. They, they, they at least were different. Well, like red, I hate. Oh, we have to have the red belt. I, I I'm well, fine so, with a little bit of blue, like and a little bit of red, like the original tag team belts where they had just a little, but it wasn't like the straps were exactly red, the know? red ones had a little bit of red or the raw ones had a little bit of red in the middle. The blue, the SmackDown ones had a little bit of blue on the belt, and, and it, it was still yeah classic exactly. But I don't. It, it's marketing, man. It's toys. It's everything. So let's hear the SmackDown men's roster. This is culminated from Monday and Friday and like the smack cumulated cumulated <laughs> what did I say cumulated cumulated something words he got me fed up here I've forgotten I've forgotten oh, how to speak. is that right yeah it's clearly my the fault first everybody pick for the Smackdown men's roster was the bloodline Duh. But that was not all the bloodline it was just Roman Solo and Paul which is which makes no sense but well I get why they were doing it it's also just a build suspense and you have the Street Profits being your number two pick, Edge being number, your number three. They also didn't, like, pick them, like, oh, these are the top guys. They just picked them in a random order. They also did, like, you can only draft these guys on this night and these guys on this yeah, night. Yeah, I saw they that. Because when, when L.A. Knight won his match on Friday, which sent Twitter into a firestorm, they are like, oh, man, he's, he el- he's eligible. He's a good match, too. L.A. Knight's a great wrestler. It's been well, known. No, no, he had a great wrestler, but, like, they let him in uh, – Butch, a.k.a. Pete Dunn, go, and that was awesome. I'd say Elliot Nett's a pretty good wrestler. Oh, yeah, he's pretty good. I don't, I don't think he's as good as Pete Dunn. But. I mean, yeah, but I mean, that's the thing. is like you, you give him the time and you give him a, a Dan Pete Dunn. He's, yeah. definitely a, he's definitely a good he, – he fits perfectly in WWE. He, I think he's a good wrestler. I never say he was that, that That superplex was awesome. Awesome. He, he's done that before, but it's always – Yeah, just it's cool. He, um, but then you have Bobby Lashley, the OC, which is AJ Styles, Carl Angelson, um, Luke Gallows and Mi Chin Mia Yim. I will not be referring to her as Mi Chin because screw the Fed. Um, Hit Row, all of Hit Row. Um, Austin Theory. The Usos were drafted on Monday. I think Austin Theory was like the first pick of Monday. Yeah. Then the Usos. So what's the point of splitting up the bloodline and we're just going to draft them all together? I guess to build suspense, I think Roman's going to be in SmackDown Friday um, after um, Backlash and probably like kick the Usos out or do something to them. He has to wrestle the Night of Champions, right? No, maybe. Oh, no, it's in Saudi. He's wrestling. Oh, yeah, he's, he's wrestling. The LWO, all five members of the LWO. So there are no rules, which is why they could have done the bloodline like that. Yeah, exactly. They decided to split. It was it was intentional. The Brawling Brutes, Seamus, um, Ridge, and Butch, Karrion Cross, L.A. Knight, Pretty Deadly, Rick Boogs, and then I think on Raw Talk we got Cameron Grimes, the NXT call-up. That du- Or, no, he was the last pick. That dude hasn't been on TV since, like, December. Dang. I, and he's There's a, a lot of dudes that got great, drafted that I didn't think have been on TV in a, a while. He's a great wrestler. I don't know. I don't think he's injured or anything. He looks like a million bucks. His body's gotten even better. 
I, they just haven't. I don't think they've had anything for him because he's just been in NXT for so long, and he definitely could have been called up. They just haven't done it. And have they had anything for Karrion Cross lately? No, but there was a lot of guys that I think got drafted that I was like, he's I fighting Shinsuke, wor- and I heard that he is probably going to be one of Roman's next challengers because they teased that as as soon as he came back, and they haven't done anything. And I think uh, it'd be something fresh for Roman. I um, guess. And then finally, Noah's favorite pick. He said, "How is NXT going to draw now? Grayson Waller is going." Do you know who Grayson Waller is? I'm um, vaguely familiar. Go home and look up Grayson Waller highlights. This guy's like a better version of The Miz in almost everything. He's a better wrestler. Did you say LA Knight got drafted? I thought he did get drafted. Yeah, he did. Okay. He got drafted. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. I didn't think he said that. But yeah, I've, yeah. I've, heard about, I've heard about Grayson Waller. He's a better wrestler. I think he's he's as good as Miz on the right. I, I think he's more charming because he's Australian. So he, he's very punchable. He's got a punchable attitude. He's very smart, too, because like he lost an unsanctioned match. He's like, it doesn't count. It's unsanctioned. <laughs> it's not a loss. Good. He, he's That's the most good. like smarmy heel. He should have won a title in NXT. He never did, but he's one of those guys that doesn't have to win a title. He has his own talk segment, too. So like he's, he's built in that. He's going to be amazing on the main roster. Congrats to him and all the other NXT call-ups. We're going to get back into more of this draft talk after these brief messages. Welcome, welcome, welcome back. We might be going a little long today. We might go. We we got we got all the time in the world. I'm, I'm not rushing. Alex is a little EP. I'm so. Oh. Are you done with finals though? Right. Yeah, I me know, too. I was up on um, Monday night. I was up till two a.m. and then I woke up at six. I've gotten yeah. I've gotten like four or five hours sleep the last couple oh nights. But I've taken naps. So I don't. I, I don't I'm nap. Feeling, you know, I'm not a nap guy. Not, Despite how old I am, I'm not a nap guy. You want to hear the SmackDown women's roster? Wow. Okay. I forgot that. Oh my God. Yeah, we only sure. got through the... Sure, why not? Yeah. So, I think the SmackDown women roster is the best. I think it's... Raw is more women, but I think SmackDown is more focused on, like, singles while Raw is focused on tag. Yeah. So, they have Bianca Belair. Um, so, Obviously, I guess they're doing, the the, they're doing the title swap again, which I hate. What do you mean? She uh, has the red title. Rhea has the blue title. It's so for it's for merch, swap. you know, right? Yeah. Like, cause it's like, oh, now yeah. you can get by, by Bianca Belair wearing the Raw Women's title or, or SmackDown Women's title. Well, she's or already won the SmackDown Women's that, title. Merchandise. Oh, anyway, um, Bianca Belair, um, Mia Yim, Bailey, Charlotte, um, Eo who's on, Sky. Who's on, who's on a break? Who's on a break? But she'll be back soon sure. if they drafted her. Um, Eo Sky and Dakota Kai, so all damage control. Um, the NXT Women's Tag Team Champions were awesome. They're like, uh, they're like the first, like, kind of like. They're like a witch, kind of. She's a witch, and then she's like basically taking the other person under her control. She beat her, and then basically got her to tag with her, and they won the titles. I love the old school um, gimmicks, man. I love it. She's awesome. Isla Dawn and Alba Fire, Oscar, um, Zelina Vega, and then the rest of them are kind of choppers. But, but having Bailey, Charlotte, Bianca, Oscar, Io, and the NXT girls who are pretty good, all in one brand plus damage control, and if they ever use Mia Yim, it's pretty good. And then they have ah. Zelina Vega, Shotzi, Boo, Lacey Evans, nobody meaner than Tamina, um, Scarlett, who's a valet, and B-Fab, who's also a valet, so they don't wrestle. I would have liked them getting Asuka away from Bel Air because she's not, if she wasn't going to win at Mania, she's not going to win it anytime soon, in my opinion. Yep. I, I would have liked to see see them give a real – I mean, I think Rhea and Asuka could tear the house down personally. I think, I think their styles would mesh in a way, yep. in a way that Bianca and – and Oscar did. Now they I know wrestled before, so they they did. Okay, yeah, I, I don't know anything. But also, one last thing, I'll say this though: 
I, I know that I, I'm I'm an, I'm new to all of this, and I don't know nothing about nothing. But that roster to me sounds like uh, you're gonna have Bianca hold the belts until Charlotte takes it off for WrestleMania 40, or Charlotte comes back and immediately takes the belts off for like SummerSlam. They've like, done that to her before. Before, and I'm not I'm not with the and then let's 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 hear your Raw roster for your women. Raw has 20 women on their roster. Oof. They they're steep. they got three hours though. They got deep. They have obviously your champion, the new Raw Women's Champion, uh, title swap or technically still SmackDown. Rhea Ripley, Becky Lynch. Trish Stratus for the two months she'll be there. Um, the Raw Women's Tag Team titles, Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez, who, when they drop those titles, are both easily great wrestlers who are, could be contenders for the title. Ronda Rousey, Shayna Baszler, Natalia, Chelsea Green, um, Sonya Deville, Indy Hartwell, the former NXT ta- Women's Tag Team Champion who just relinquished the title on Tuesday. They're having a new tournament. They're crowned it since she got drafted. Candice LeRae, a sleeper wrestler, if they ever want to build her up. She's an indie legend. Zoe Stark, who's pretty good from NXT. Um, the NXT women who didn't get the tag team titles in um, Katana Chance and what's the other girl's name? Oh, I have an image of it, but I don't remember. Oh, you should have got the list, Kaden man. Carter. There's like, Kaden there's like Carter. whole lists out there. I, I like I like doing it like this so I can remember the women to prove. It's Caden Carter. Kaden to prove Carter you're not beating the – to prove you're not losing to the allegations. If two, valley, two valets and Maxine Dupree and one half valet could wrestle against Sarah Logan, plus not even on this image, they drafted five more women during the this Raw Talk segment. Emma, Dana Brooke, Tegan Knox. Also could be a sleeper contender if they want to make her one. She's an amazing wrestler. Piper Niven, also a sleeper contender if they want to make her one. And Zia Lee. They have a lot of – they have more of the established stars in SmackDown, but they have, like – they build people up on Raw. Robin's women's division as deeper and could be better. I agree. I definitely think you're going to go with that women's route. You're definitely going to see – They have a lot more tag teams, too. That's so. true. Like, I mean, you got Baszler and Ronda, Green and DeVille, and Carmella. I mean, I don't know if Carmella's going to actually car. Oh, congrats to Carmella. She's pregnant. Indeed. So excited. So excited. So exciting for um, them. Indy and Candice were a tag team in NXT. I mean, honestly, they, Emma and Dana Brooke can be a tag team. Tegan Knox and Piper Niven can be a tag team. Like, they have majority of, like, who will be tag team. And I think you're so. definitely uh, – this may be the old school and how they're doing it, but you're definitely going to have Raquel and Rhea run a little dark match circuit just to see if they if they mesh. Oh, no, they mesh. They wrestled in oh. NXT. Okay, yeah, they I, I'm not familiar. did amazing. I'm pretty they tore the house down? Oh, they tore the house down. All right, some, they, what, um, what NXT was? I'm going to look it up. It I'm going to see what Dave gave it. <laughs> it was COVID and black and gold era. That was mm. also when Raquel was a beast and she was a heel. Instead of this like face gimmick she does, and it was also when she was friends with Dakota uh, or Dakota Kai. And so at one point, uh, it was like a no. I think it may have been a fall count anywhere match, and uh, Rhea Ripley takes Dakota Kai and shoves her into a locker and shuts the door on her. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Like, like it was pretty funny. Hey man, I love Rhea Ripley, man. I guess I gotta say, it. Um, all right, I'm, I'm looking up to see what pay per view that was. All right. Um. Finally, mm-hmm. let's go ahead and get into your raw men's roster. And finally, when I'm I'm gonna say this. I think we're going to go say this, talk about the NXT call-ups, go to a quick ad break, and I'm going to rant. Uh-oh. I have, I have, you're going to hear me rant as soon as I say the first pick. The first pick of the Raw men's roster uh, was no. Mr. Cody Rhodes. Well, you're going to hear about that. Imperium, the number two pick. So, Gunther is going to be on Raw with that new title. He could, what if he holds both of the, both of the new ugly titles? He could hold them both. Oh my gosh! Did you have Matt? Wait, Rid- oh, as in the oh my oh yeah. the world heavyweight sorry, sorry, and yeah, the yeah. intercontinental. You have Matt Riddle, Drew McIntyre, The Miz, Shinsuke Nakamura, the Viking Raiders, 
Dexter Loomis, Maximum Male Models, Apollo Crews coming back from NXT, J.D. McDonough, who had a quite possibly match of the year for NXT in his final match on Tuesday, beating Dragon Lee first, um, not really clean, but crazy. That guy's great, even though he's a little sketchy. Um, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn, The Judgment Day, so Finn, Damian, and Dom are staying on Raw, New Day, Xavier, and Kofi, but I wouldn't be shocked if Big E comes back if Big E gets thrown in there too. Braun Strowman and Ricochet, Bronson Reed, Otis and Chad Gable, and then on Raw Talk they had Johnny Gargano, I'm so mad that he didn't get drafted on TV, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, Akira Tozawa, Riddick Moss, Indus Sheer from NXT, so that's the stable of, uh, what's his name? Former WWE Jinder Mahal and the big meat beefy boys. That is um, Veer and I don't remember the other guy's name. But he, I, I wouldn't know them either. It's like it's like the upgraded Singh brothers. If you remember when Jinder was champ and he had those little guys. It's like he's got guys that are bigger than him now as his bodyguards, basically. So oh, that's pretty funny. They're pretty they're pretty cool. Um, and then finally, Odyssey Jones. And this is what you're going to hate. We have free agents. These are people who just didn't get drafted at all or negotiated to not be drafted. Oh, yeah, I saw that. It's just conveniently your part-timers. Omos negotiated to not be drafted with MVP so he can go whatever brand he wants or your jobbers, a.k.a. Because Mustafa Ali, not drafted. Dolph Ziggler, not drafted. Coming from NXT, Von Wagner, not drafted, but I think he's going to stay in NXT a little bit longer. Um, Brock Lesnar, negotiated to be a free agent. Baron Corbin, hilariously, not drafted. Um, That's C- pretty fun. Cindric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin, the new jobber tag team, which sucks because they held the titles during COVID and they're a great tag team, not drafted. Elias, not drafted. And Zion Quinn from NXT is a free agent and was not drafted. Um, that will round out your discussion. In total, I think, of NXT call-ups, there was 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, um, 16, 19 call-ups from NXT, which we mentioned which of that of those call-ups, there was six women and 12 or 13 men, something like that. That sounds right to me. Um, half of these, some of these call-ups are deserved, like um, Paul Cruz coming back to the main roster, even though he didn't really meet. He was kind of wandering. He had he had some good times in NXT. Or actually, it's 18, because they put a call of Cruz twice on this graphic. Um, Jinder Mahal making his way back to the main roster. Pretty deadly deserves to be there. Cameron Grimes deserves to be there. J.D. McDonough. And then, and Waller deserves to be there. All the women who got drafted deserve to be there. And then I have what I call, you sink or swim, a.k.a. if you don't, the some of the free agents, some of the ones who were last drafted, if you don't make an impact, you are going to be released because you were not working out. You've been in the development system too long. A.k.a. Mr. Odyssey Jones, who was great, who won the NXT breakout tournament and then got injured. I think he'll be fine if they give him something. Zion Quinn... I'm sorry, buddy, but you're gone. I don't know anything about this and guy. And Von Wagner, who I don't think will be gone because for some reason I think Vince loves him because he's big. And he's Vince big. is back. Come Tuesday. Yeah, you seen that clip? No, I haven't. I, that guy is the most memeable guy ever. He talks like an NPC character. Well, that's great. He's tall and he's like, like there's a clip. It's good for going like, viral. Hey, oh, yeah. All his clips. He goes, hey, Die Jack, take those sunglasses off. We're inside. That's what I'm And then there's a clip where he goes, come Tuesday. <laughs> um, it, he he he's like an NPC. I honestly think he could get over if you lean into it, but they're not going to. Um, I think he'll be around for a while because Vince Lovell's. But I think Quinn will be gone and possibly Odyssey Jones. Kind of sucks. But some of these sink or swim draft picks. You have anything to say about 
I do apologize that I wouldn't I wouldn't totally in the loop on that. I was I was doing my research on um trying to find that Rhea and uh, Raquel match from Halloween Havoc 2020. Yeah, I COVID. Was that was one. COVID time. So one, it took me down the rabbit hole of finding out that Mandy Rose was the NXT Women's Champion for, for a time, year, which is crazy. She she was no, she was like, I will say this: Mandy Rose underrated. I mean, I believe, but then the she, you know, she she she's quit. gotten better. No, 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 she didn't quit. She got fired. Oh, I thought no. she quit. Yeah, oh, you want to hear? All right, we got two minutes. We have enough time for this. You want to hear why Mandy Rose got fired? Andy Rose was the NXT Women's Champion for literally a year. Had her own stable in Toxic Attraction, which are now feuding against each other, the two remaining members. Amazing. Ran NXT's ta- women's division. Some people didn't like it because she had a lengthy reign, and I understand that, but she was good. She held her own weight. Like She had a great finisher. She was good in matches. She got a lot better. She got better on the mic. And Which is they, why you go to the next team. And, like, people were clamoring for her to be called up with this stable and, like, give the shot to SmackDown the women's division it needed. Mandy Rose lost the title and was immediately released. Now, she wouldn't hold any ill will because she's such a great person. I will say great things about Mandy Rose. I don't care what people say. But the reason she was released is because she had a website that we are not allowed to thing to talk yeah, about. Mission. But she didn't show anything, but because WB, the real reason is because they couldn't make money off of it. And she was making money on her own dime. Which would WB just like um, said something where they're going to, like, wrestlers can use Twitch accounts, but WWE will make money from Twitch. Exactly. I mean, you got to factor in, too. Um, this is the same company that used to put their girls on Playboy magazines and pose for those. But if she wants to pose on her own volition, not even doing stuff where you could see things she gets fired she's making more money though now than she ever did wrestling though that's probably true well i mean look and so i commend her and with that being said one more quick psa break and an id and we will be back alex you have any last things you want to say right here nope i look forward to talking more after the break i love that id welcome back it's pretty good we were having a little debate um during the break i also say this um I do like the direction they finally taken in NXT. Um, as fun as the previous era was, it was a da- it was a, it was a it was a weird line to walk between developmental while simultaneously signing dudes that had been the best wrestlers on the planet for the last ten years. You know, it's like well, oh my god, developmental match between Shinsuke Nakamura <laughs> and Samoa Joe. Well, okay, I get it to a certain extent because it's developing in in the WWE style. I mean. Like, I, Samoa Joe did not need to go to developmental, but he, he had it. But thank God he did because yeah. if he would have went to the main roster and wasted all those years. They he would have been gone to the company way quicker. That's true. But no, but it, it was it was just kind of crazy. Like I mean, because you know I am not NXT. what I would call an avid fan, but every time freaking Samoa Joe or AJ Styles would show up and and Michael's like, hey, you guys might not know who this is. This is Samoa Joe, and I'm like, really. To be fair, you think I don't know who Samoa? Of, you, but you are a smarter fan, that's man. Fair, that's fair. You are a smart. You are someone who is a journalist. You know stuff. But there's a lot of people who oh, do not watch anything. Like there, I mean, you got to factor in like global audience. You think a lot of people who are in the Republic of Saudi Arabia are watching TNA and stuff like that. Like it is that's majority fair. of the audience. Uh, the American audience is a smart audience. UK smart too. But a lot of the audience only watches the fans. That's fair. Okay, that's fair. Or they only have it in their part of the world. That's fair. It's still. I'm just glad they've gone in a different direction with it, where it's less just pick ROH's bet, which is partly that's because AEW has all of the guys that would, yeah. like, 
You, you don't think MJF would have been on NXT in, in 2021? Well, they yeah, he would definitely been. But also, that was that was part one of the greatest things about um the MJF Regal stuff because he was like, you scouted for me for NXT and said no. Oh, did he? Yeah, that's one of the things. You go back and oh go back and look that's up crazy. some of this stuff. That's because he basically gave him an email and said, <clears throat> "Email me your promos every day and all this stuff." Like he basically Regal tried to coach him. I don't know how much of that is true, but um, with that being said, begin I, your rant. Cody Rhodes to Raw. I'm hoping they book this right. I'm fine with it. They aren't. If they book this right, and they, and they have, I don't fully believe in them, but. He has not mentioned the world title, the new one, at all. It's Seth's title to lose. I my thing is I don't think he should go for it, and if he does go for it, have him lose. If he wins that title, it all goes to mute. Um, because my thing is like, it's Seth's title or it's Shinsuke's title or it's Drew's title. It's anybody, well, not anybody, not Omos, but no, 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 not you, Omos. Just sit over there. But it should not be his title in any sort of means. Also, they split Sheamus from Gunther. So we're going to have to wait forever. Wait, they did? Okay, I'm, I must have missed Raw that when you Brutes read to SmackDown, Imperium to Raw. Which I'm very glad for Gunther to have new challengers. But, but. Sheamus should be lurking. Because if there's one man that should... Okay, he's not the only option. Like, I think they might bring up Dragunov. From NXT. But he's the guy that needs the Grand Slam. But he, he needs to get at some point. And, like, Sheamus only has a couple more years left where he is at this. Like, he is right now, he is, I think right now is the highlight of his career. He has been world champion. And I don't think the fans have been behind him as much as they have been now. He has had a career renaissance in the past year with this feud and wanting this. And it makes sense why he wants this. It's the one thing that's eluded him, you know? He, he's at, he is, you know, he's, he's what always makes WWE stand out from any other company because their stability has been remarkable. Like, in, in the grand scheme of wrestling, especially, like, that's kind of how they won the territory days in part was because everybody that was on WWE in 1984 was still there and kept going. And yep. the point of that is that eventually when you're working like he is day in and day out since 2009 at ECW, since that crazy WWE championship reign when he beat John Cena in 2010. Yeah, that was crazy. Which was an awesome match. I mean, I, I, nine-year-old me hated Sheamus. The whole point is he he is he is pretty much doing the success story He's where you stick something. with it. And, I mean, people just love him now because they're like, this is the guy that no matter where I've been, people that tuned out in 2012 and came back, still here. People that tuned out in 2016 and came back. People that tuned out during COVID and came back. He's still here wrestling because he's in peak shape and as he, always. And he's doing his best character work now. Yeah. I, he's always been a fine character, but he's been kind of cartoony. Yeah, and that's why, like as a kid, you get into him, but like as an adult, you kind of like. Nah, I mean, like he is the part. Like you, you uh, everything he says is real. Yeah, and this exactly. is exactly. And I'm fine with them not immediately giving him the win versus Gunther and stuff like that. But he's proved that he can be Gunther. One like the one time they had, like I think he lost him the first time at Clash Castle, and the Gunther cheated on SmackDown. And they had the blow-off at Extreme Rules where they had a 3v3, and they won. They didn't revisit it until Mania in the triple threat, where once again, he would have had, you know. It's so like, you said the Brawling Brutes won that Extreme Rules 3-on-3. Three three. Yes. So that, that, in my opinion, was a missed opportunity to do that classic. If the champ loses, yeah. whoever pins and wins the belt. That's, that's a, It's a cheesy stipulation, but I, here's the thing with it, and, and I think it's it's – 
it's part of what WWE needs to do more of, and they haven't. That's why people don't like them, and why they haven't liked them for a while. Because later and later in the timeline, by 2006, it got worse. By 2011 and 2013, it got really bad. Well, 2011, it was getting really bad. 2011, it went up a little bit because no, nope, no. But up. then they, then the summer of punk, he got no. Okay, look, look. <laughs> There's some good stuff. I'm gonna though, get in my there. soapbox. I'm gonna get in my soapbox for two seconds and remind everybody that the summer of punk is. Sucked. Is the most revisionist history thing oh, yeah. I've ever seen. He did not main event pay per views. It was John Cena versus John Laurinaitis pay per views. No, no, no. I'm not saying it was great. I'm just saying there was good stuff. There was him True. and Brian. But then. yeah, but but then with Brian, they had him main event SummerSlam with John Cena and get a five star match from Dave Meltzer, I think. And then they're like, mm, we need Randy Orton versus Big Show. It's I don't think it was five stars. It was close. Okay, it's four point seven five. Because I think the first five star and like forever for WWE was like an NXT match. That was one of the things. Oh, interesting. So. Maybe okay, that makes, that tracks. But it's a good match. Yeah. Um, no, it was a great match. So, so the the point I'm trying to make here, and I know I'm talking a lot, is that they need to recognize yeah. when they have guys that are going to get that kind of organic crowd reaction because I think you know it. COVID was bad for a lot of reasons, but. Wrestling is a lot to do with the crowd. You know what I mean? Like, if nobody clapped at GCW, I don't know if I would have clapped at GCW, but since we're in front of that, we're behind that super passionate group, since I'm around you guys, the energy is very contagious. And yeah. the point that I'm trying to make here is that if Sheamus wins the belt, 78,000 people are going to go absolutely bananas for him winning the belt. Yep. People were losing. The- we we there were more not- into that match than any other match on Mania, and I love like I will say Walter slash Gunther is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. I think he's great, and I want him to break the record. But man, did I want Sheamus? Sheamus was broke kicking so everybody bad. nearby, and it was awesome. And it's a little disappointing. I'm sure. I hope they have that in the cards. Maybe they said, "Hey, look, man." How much more time can you give us? And because I'm sure he he knows that. Because nowadays you well, wrestlers know how is, long they have. I think he'll get the title before he retires. I think if they don't, that is one of the biggest misses you could ever do ever. But my thing is, I don't think anybody else should dethrone Gunther other than Sheamus. And my thing is, the only way I'm fine with them waiting that long is if they give Gunther both belts. And I don't want them to do that because I don't, I yeah, want Gunther want in that. that main event scene, but we don't want unified titles. I would agree with that. You know it's bad. Because then, then, yeah, we, we've learned our lessons, haven't and, we? Yeah, and so um, unless you are the wrestler, you don't want the titles unified. Yeah, unless you're Roman. Unless you're Roman. Unless you're mm. getting, unless you're winning the titles. Unless you don't want, want it. And so, like, nope. we need Gunther in the main event scene. He is, he is well prepped for it. He is, could be, he is the final boss. Like, he's a guy that I believe we could see beating Brock Lesnar. I think it's I, – I agree with that. I think so. I think uh, – some people are talking about how um, when he was more out of shape, he was more imposing, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure – I agree with that a little bit. I mean, I agree with it. Okay, no, no. I don't think he's not imposing by any means. That He's still imposing, but it it is – if he would if he would have been – I don't think he – when he was, like, super out of shape, but, like, there was, like, a middle ground in between there. In fairness, I don't believe his physical transformation journey is done yet, by the way. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean – He's been cutting a lot for the last however many years, and now, now he's got done. it. Now he's got a bolt. I'm ju- I'm just saying, like I really don't think we're, we've seen the end of him looking different every month or so. Well, yeah. here's the thing, though. I'll say this. Um, and this 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 last thing, and I I know you want to talk more about Cody. Um, no, you you can find man. We got time. We got time. <laughs> I, and I definitely want to talk about Cody too. 
But it just, to me, shows how short-sighted this last month and a half has been. Because here's Short-sighted this past six and a half months since Triple H has taken over. Triple H, that's the thing is, he's great at, like, making everything for the build-up perfect. But he cannot pull the trigger when it finish. matters most. Clash of the Castle in front of 60-something thousand fans wanting Drew Ma- Okay, you may not want it, but, like, if there was an opportunity to take the belts off of Roman, or at least one... Especially because the original plan was for Money in the Bank to be cashed in, and Rome oh, and him was? to yes, like it, this is like and the original like this that's is an known awesome theory. Yes, this was the before oh, Vince's they, plan. No, no, no. This was Triple H's plan. This was oh. right after Triple H took over. This is when they built Clash of the Castle, and everyone was like, "Okay, this is kind of this is kind of this kind of cooking." Um, and like I would say, it's the hottest Drew's been since Mania before COVID. Yeah, and obviously it was killed because of COVID. It's not really his fault, it's true. but. Uh, his, you know, when you have a title reign that nobody sees, kind of thing. It's tough. But um, crowd reaction is everything, like we said. Exactly. Um, but he, the original plan was theory to cash in, um, and the Usos, you know, interfere all that stuff. Tyson Fury gets rid of the Usos, and I think I don't know if Tyson Fury was there. Yeah, Tyson like Fury clashes the castle. Yeah, he knocked. At, that's you want to know how the show ended? So theory runs out. Tyson Fury knocks him out. Oh no. And then, you know, he hits the Claymore. He gets a two count. I think Solo, that was when Solo debuted and took oh. out. He took out because um, the Usos, I don't even think the Usos were. If they had been ran off or they weren't even there because of, like, legal issues at Clash of the Castle because, you Man. know, oh, history. Yeah, yeah. And Solo came out and cost through the belt. And at the end of the show, you know, the show ended. Tyson Fury in the ring with McIntyre and... McIntyre smiling and them singing to the crowd like Tyson Fury does when he wins a boxing match. Well, that's pretty funny, but it is. But like the original plan was, Theory cash in, and I don't know if he beats Roman, but he, I think he beats Theory and he gets one of the belts. Interesting. And it would have split because the money in the bank wasn't for the undisputed; it was for one or the other. Which to me, and people are like that's convoluted. I'm like that makes perfect sense to me. Money in the bank's always been that way. There's never been a unified situation with money in the bank before. That's true. So it makes sense for this one to be set that way. I mean, except and you except, get one belt off of Roman, and Roman can have his a thousand day reign, and then at that point, the Cody story never gets. This is the alternate timeline where everything is fixed because Cody would never chase after the Universal title. Because why would he? You know what he'd be chasing after? The WWE title, because WWE title is the lineage of the title that Dusty never held. That we all complain, you know, you complain about the story, but that's the story. He doesn't care about the new title because Dusty didn't hold it. He doesn't care about the Universal title. He could give two craps about the Universal title, which is the one that Roman cares about. When then you have Elimination Chamber, you built this story up for a year with Sami Zayn, or almost a year with Sami Zayn in the bloodline, to the point where it is the hottest angle since Money in the Bank 2011, and I don't. It is one of the hottest angles in WWE history, would you say, that crowd reaction? Yeah, it's pretty in crazy. In Canada, and I understand, it's like, okay, you sacrifice him because you d- that's a perfect way for you to get the titles off of Roman. And I understand why you don't want to do it, because you want to do it at Mania. But if you want to do it at Mania for him to just beat Cody, in the same way we've seen every other match, fine, you know? You really, you really went um, in the direction that I was actually not even going in the short sadness because I don't know anything about the previous year and, and whatnot. Then, and then you have the Gunther thing. Um, same, you know, with the, the you know, they've set this up perfect where Sheamus, in the first time in his career, it's over like Rover. Not for everything, but for this specific title. You're having the like a five-star match in Gunther and Sheamus, and once again, doesn't work. All right, 
I've we'll rambled, keep this going. Though. I've rambled too much. I've rambled too much. We have to go to a PSA break. We'll ramble more after these brief messages. I love double double E. I love double double, double E. What up, dummy? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of a guy who should take a mid card title very, very, very I soon. I want him to win the U.S. title so bad. I think I want him to win U.S. title and money. I want him to win. He's it, not. He's not going to win. Drop it. I think he could. I. I to be honest, in a he very could, LA night fashion, is, is, he could. He, he could win the win the belt, win money in the bank, hold it, and then lose one night and go, "This sucks." Yeah, and then cash in later that night. What I was going to say about Gunther, though. So okay, here's the thing, and um, this is what I mean by everything feeling short sighted because the truth is, it's not short sighted. Right, like everything is a plan in place. Mm-hmm. So this whole second belt thing, it's been in the works for six months. Like they've been going through designs, concept art, literal exactly. art. No, I make a point here. They 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 have had this in the works six months ago, most likely. Probably more than that, because you gotta get Mattel to start merchandising it. You gotta get it on t shirts, you gotta see how some of your wrestlers look with the belt. You gotta put it on dudes to see if it looks good, if it looks like garbage, if it hurts them, so on and so because you do not want to reskin the belt, obviously. So my point here is and we're gonna talk, I'm gonna talk about Cody too, because I think Cody going on Raw is the dumbest thing because literally there's not a SmackDown solo guy there that I think can be Roman. There's not a single guy in that roster that I think is gonna be Roman. Well, that's, that's the point. That's what sucks. So, you have that. So, and again, this was what I was always saying at Mania, and this is why I didn't see any of this coming, because I was convinced wholeheartedly that Gunther was going to drop the IC belt. I didn't think he was going to take the pin, but I thought he was going to. I thought I thought Sheamus was going to bro kick Drew McIntyre into back to Scotland and then, and then pin won. him. Yeah. One That's to, what we all thought. They were going to count to 10 and he was still going to be down because because he was going to do the razor's edge that is still the best finisher of all time. <laughs> I, I'm not kidding. I still, in my mind, have the image in my head when Seamus debuted and did that. No, did that. It's called like, it's called Celtic White, Cross. Celtic Cross. He did it to Jamie Noble and Noble sold that like he got cut in half with a samurai sword and it was <laughs> awesome. I awesome. still I could still remember exactly where he did on the ring apron. Wait, is excellent. Anyway, point is, like I was convinced Cody's gonna take the belts. Roman's going to Hollywood. Who's gonna face Cody? Gunther, obviously. They had already planned it in the Rumble. So obvious because he's Gun. He's the dude. He's your he's literally the monster heel. So he is an Imperium, and they don't even interfere in matches. He just beats people. Exactly. Imperium's just there to go, here he is, everybody, as he just annihilates the roster. Anyway, maybe they wanted to get the Honky Tonk Man's record. I don't really know. They don't care about mid-car belts. But the point is, so. Well, they kind of have started to a little bit. A little bit. But the point I'm trying to make here is that it comes off as short-sighted because the belt has to have been planned for six months. And now you've got a brand with a belt that somebody has to claim and your second heel in the company isn't isn't he number two probably? Who Gunther? Gunther, probably number two heel in the company. Yeah, I, I mean, who else is there? Dom. <laughs> okay, yeah, but Dom. Dom I mean, if we're talking about Heat, it's like Dom. Or I'd say the, Judgment Day went to Raw, right? Yeah. Judgment Day went to Raw. Yeah, okay, well, Dom could take it. But the point is, he's okay. But your top heel in the company has to compete for the top the belt. Yeah. If your if your other top heel owns the belt. Your other top heel has to compete for the belt. And Seth is a heel in gigantic quotes. Yeah. He's but he's now. he's over like a dang rover right now, unlike anybody that they're the only 
There's not many people like him right now that have fans, casual fans in every city singing the same song. It's not, it's kind of, dude's getting the belt. But the point other is. Than, other than Cody and maybe Sammy in a certain, in a certain exactly. areas. So. But the point is, there is no heel. Because yeah. Gunther has the IC title. Is he going to drop it in Night of Champions? He could drop it at SummerSlam, but to who? Drag him off. So this is, okay, I got, I got, I got your pitches here. It should have been. It should be Sheamus. This is what I said. But in a world where they're like, you know, Sheamus, you suck. We're not giving you the belt, all right? Or Sheamus gets injured. Or in a world where you want to take the belt off of Gunther beats the record and you want to take the belt off of him or he gets close or something like that. There is two options. One of them I think you'll like and one of them I don't think you'll like. But it's believable to me. You have Ilya Dragunov. This is a guy that Gunther held the belt in the UK for like 800 days. Right, and Dragunov beat him. And Dragunov beat him after multiple attempts. And the dude is a machine. I've heard. He I, is I've heard like, the lore. It is, he is like Sammy levels of like, I just kick out of stuff. Because I am like, I, I cannot be put down. He is crazy. Um, dude almost always gets busted open in the same spot on his head. Dude's hilarious. And then, this is my... Off-handed option, I could see them if they build them up. It's not going to happen, but it's something that I could legitimately see happening. Matt Riddle. Now, hold your hold your thoughts here. Bro. Matt Riddle is legitimately a great UFC fighter. The only reason he didn't get um, part of UFC is because he complained about pay, and he smoked a little bit of that doobie, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> But um, and to, a little too much. But Matt Riddle has legitimate victories over John, two amateur victories over John Jones. They have they have said that on WWE TV before. In progress, which is the UK branch, Gunther hadn't been beaten by many people, and one of the few people he was beat by was Matt Riddle for their version of the IC title. Matt Riddle, if they, he has a deep well of a move set. Like, dude's incredible. He 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 can get fan garnership, and if they make him legit, that's the thing is right now they want to treat Matt Riddle like a. 90s PG, kind of mix of 90s and Attitude Era character, but they're not going to get him to curse or do anything, you know? But right. if they make him serious, dude could easily capture the IC title from Gunther. I can see it. I can see it believably. I don't think they're going to do it, but that's my two options if you're not going to use Sheamus. If you're not going to use Sheamus, or maybe the only other option, which you're not going to also do, and this is based off of independence and what I've seen the dude do, and I and I could feasibly believe one night only in like the, the most special like they put another like Clash of the Castle type pay per view. Uh, well, two more. JD McDonough. They have many matches in the independence. I don't know if he ever beat Walter actually on the independence, but he's a guy Walter's that him. could he's he could feasibly. And then the match that never happened because of COVID, the match that should have happened. Finn Balor. That's true. If you turn them face, or even if you turn Judgment Day face, or if you just... They're over, man. Well, the, the, the Judgment over. Day can't either go way, face, though, because Dom yeah, is Dom, nuclear Either way, heat. they're over. You have two guys that can fight the Imperium guys, and then if you have one-on-one -on -one and you let Balor go wild one night only, you put them in like some UK arena, big match, because that was supposed to happen. They have like a whole thing where like Gunther retained in one segment, and at the end of the one of the UK shows, it was Finn Balor with a passport. And that was supposed to happen in COVID. Oh, yeah. Dang. So the match never happened. So but I'll say, all those options, except for maybe dragging off, suck compared to Sheamus. I don't. I, I agree. And that's the thing is that it's about the fact that I don't think Gunther needs to take the pin. Because 
you want to talk about what's convoluted. What's more convoluted than the guy getting beat one-on-one and saying, okay, I'm going up a rung. Really? No, that, no, 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 no. That, that's classic wrestling, sure, but have him lose in a triple threat match. Have somebody else take the pin. Gunther moves on. Have Sheamus and Dragunov and and have another European. It's not it's not hard. Have like they've done this a million times with elimination Pete chambers. They, they they literally did this when they wanted when they wanted Edge to drop a belt and go to a different brand. He lost in the elimination chamber and left. He holds it to elim- He wins the rumble, holds it to elimination chamber, and loses it in elimination chamber. That well, that's still too predictable though, because like duh. Okay, that'd be cool though. It would be cool, but it's not gonna happen. Well. Look, here's the thing. I I really think and let's let's talk about Cody. Yeah, well, let me, no, you say what you're gonna. Say. I do, I just think they missed that opportunity. I get that you. The problem is like you kind of want to keep that suspension disbelief of who's gonna have the belt, and if you lead right into backlash with it, you don't. You want to let the Bad Bunny thing sell backlash by itself without giving away all your good matches, which is fair. I still think the backlash card's not great, but I just think it was a missed opportunity to pivot. I think. Um, it was just because I really don't think it just doesn't feel like they intended Roman to keep the belt, and then he did, and they've been scrambling ever since. Yep. Anyway. Um. My, I, I think it was like they said the decision was made like a couple weeks before Mania. Doesn't feel like it wasn't it. wasn't wasn't like wasn't like forever, but it wasn't like you know. Well, it doesn't feel like it. it felt like it was um, made that night. Well, that's what that's the that's the quotes, and we don't. I mean, obviously, the news is only we can only believe so much, kind of thing. You never know. Again, you the only people who do know is Triple H and Vince McMahon. But the anger about Cody being away from the belt continues because, man, oh, man. I mean, that – it's just like they are trying, I think, and especially, too, because I'm hearing, like, they're going to do Cody Roman at 40. And I'm like, do not do not do a twice-in-a-lifetime to me. Because that's what it will be. It will be so predictable. It will be so what predictable. I would like, and this is my – how to book out of a terrible situation scenario – Cody, either you have two options here. This is my option. Cody beats Brock, believably in Puerto Rico. They have a let Brock. I hope Brock sells for him, and they and Brock wants to actually fight, and they have a really good match. Um, refuses to fight for the. Um, you have two options here. You can either have the the WrestleMania forty option, where somehow he wins the Rumble again. Which would suck. It's a back-to-back Rumble wins. Which, if you're only Austin, that's the only guy who can do that. Because everyone believes because Austin is Austin, and Austin's Austin, and he was there was no guy that would even touch him other than maybe The Rock, and The Rock was always holding the belt. Exactly. Um, and you go forty or option number two, you have Cody. Um, every week comes on to Raw, beats some guy, and he's like, "I want Roman." Just it's only folk. He doesn't even care about the world world title. Wins money in the bank and says at SummerSlam in Detroit. <laughs> Who sent that? Megan sent that. Megan, she's tuning in. Um, um, at SummerSlam in Detroit, it'll be me and crazy. you one more time, and you do the Rob Van Dam type beat cash in, and he gets he gets to go to SmackDown after that. So that's what I was gonna say. So um, I definitely think you could have so you, you don't want to be predictable after doing that so what you do is you you have roman go yeah i'll take you one more time and beats him again and beats him again and then cody wins Co- so then you do the draft cody's like i'm going to be afraid because he's still in a feud with a guy who holds two belts nobody really knows what's going to happen maybe you could win and take one you don't know right so he's a free agent then cody wins money in the bank cuz Roman's like, you're never touching this belt again. There's no way 
I will ever allow you to get this belt again. Cody wins Money in the Bank. And in the ultimate swerve, he says he gives up and goes to Raw with the belt. And then Cody is tooling away on Raw with the belt. He's sort of involved or whatever. Is it yada, yada. Roman or the other belt? No, no, no. This is for the other belt. He still doesn't have the belt yet. He's Money in the Bank beltless right now. Okay. He's on the other brand. Roman is taking down whoever he takes down on SmackDown. SummerSlam happens. The match goes on, double takedown, clothesline, and then you hear wrestling has more than one <laughs> royal family, and Ford Field quite literally shoots into orbit. <laughs> and I'd pop if he won the belt in that situation. Because, guys, I want to stress this again to the masses, to the people listening at home that think these guys are talking about wrestling. Wrestling is fake. We know it's fake. It's fun. The point is that it has all the stories that real sports cannot possibly recreate, such as cartoonishly stupid stuff like what I just pitched here. But you're forgetting one more thing. It'd be really cool. It would be really cool. So and that's go. what matters most. We're going to go to one last PSA break. I think we're going to get some final, final words in for the semester, and we will see you guys later. I want you to sit there and imagine for a moment that at the end of the Nick Saban Alabama dynasty, though the story, of course, never ends, that the NCAA in all of its infinite wisdom decides to come out and go, all right, guys, we're putting Alabama and the Pac-12 in a separate division and keeping that national championship and then making a second national championship. I want you to imagine for a moment that that plan took place, and I want you to imagine the discussions you would have at your dive bars, your local barber shops, Sky Bar, wherever, and I want you to realize how stupid that would be. And I want you all to remember for a moment that that is exactly what the WWE has done right with now. their championship belts. <laughs> they said, Roman's not here. Who's going to get the belt? Nobody, because we're putting the B team and the bloodline on SmackDown. They shouldn't. Oh, well, well Bobby. My God. They got Bobby. Bobby's gonna feud with them. Bobby. Went on Mania, bro. But he ain't doing nothing. No, I think. I think. I think Bobby could, and also you could have Bobby and Hurt Business. Omos is a free agent with MVP, and both of the Hurt Business guys are free agents. Isn't it the Hurt? Um, Hurt Row. Hurt hit, Business. Oh, it's hit, hurt hit Row, and then there's Hurt. Oh, business. my back. Um. But as I said during break, bless you. <laughs> sneeze. That's what I said. No, you know what's stupid? When you draft, when you have a IC, when you have a U.S. title triple threat, and you draft one of the guys to Raw and the other two to SmackDown, so that guy's obviously not winning and probably taking the fall. A guy who shouldn't be taking the brawl, and his name is Bronson Reed, because they can't build. Yeah, this is the thing. Triple H. Bald so hard in NXT that I'm like I, I believe you're saying he's in this bald. man. No, no, no. He is bald, but he bald so hard in NXT. I'm like, yes, Mr. H, come on, Papa H. However, if I may not to cut you off here, but in fairness to all that greatness, all his storylines were finished because Vince said when I call him up, I call him up, and you have to finish it. You have to finish the story here. There's nobody telling him where to go. That is fair. That is fair. And he also, and I get like a certain things. Like I get having longer reigns because, like, especially when the titles have been, you know, flip flopped a lot. Yeah. Longer reigns establish stuff. But also, again, the reason they made this new title is because when you have so many top guys, and they're like, we're never going to see the belt in the rest of our in the primes. I mean, 
Drew McIntyre, Seth Rollins, all these other guys in the primes of their careers. And they're like, we are never going to see another world title shot ever because you're giving it to Roman who doesn't wrestle. And I and here's the thing. I'm not getting mad at Roman because Roman is a genius. You can't get mad at the guy for playing the He's game. He's hustling, man. He's hustling. One could say he played the game. If Literally. You, if you catch my drift. Exactly. You can't get mad at the guy. Um, But with that being said, some of the, most of this draft I think was fine. I think we needed a reset point. Yeah, um, I agree. We definitely did. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. I hate some of it immediately, but again, you gotta gotta let it play out a little bit. I can't immediately because you know things could get better. That's um, true. That's true. And again, I will say I'm enjoying this Brock Lesnar Cody feud, even though I don't think it should be happening, or if it should, it should be for a title. When Br- when Brock is interested, Brock is probably one of the Especially best wrestlers now, on the planet. Now that he looks like Cowboy Undertaker, it's quite hilarious. It's awesome. Look, Brock, in my opinion, is going to go down as it's gonna it's gonna sound stupid and Cooper or Noah listening are gonna be like you're a dummy yeah for calling him underrated but just due to the perception that he has among oh, certain he's circles underrated. he's underrated he, the problem is he's a little bit of an egomaniac and a little lazy but when Brock Lesnar gives hundred percent it's there's not a dude on the planet that in my opinion can do much better really I I think he is a very unique talent yes. he also is probably one of the best sellers in recent wrestling. Oh yeah, when he wants to sell for you, he'll sell for you. Brother. He will fly through the air. Anyway, I, I just I love that stuff. I love Brock's view. But again, um, as an LA Knight mark right now, um, I am LA, an LA Knight super fan. I'll admit, I am on Twitter. Yeah. I I'm obsessed. I can't really explain it. I cannot explain it. Play it again. Why not? Dummy. Yeah. Yeah. Dummy. Yeah. 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 He, he's of a champion. He's just so fun, man. I don't know what you he's are. He's awesome. And I'm, my hope is now that he saves SmackDown and Gunther has gone so he can actually maybe win a mid-card title. I think – I mean, I think – I could definitely see it because the thing is they have him, Theory – they're not turning Theory face. Right, yeah. And you Theory's have Waller so who is even – what Theory has is going to fail. I will tell you right now. What Theory thinks he is is what Grayson Waller is. And agree. so my thing is you can't have three heels that are very similar. I think they're going to turn LA Knight face soon. I mean, no, he, he obviously like, is he's face. Gonna be, he, he's over in the crowd. He can be like a tweener like The Rock, you know, where it's like, yeah. People he has say he sounds like The Rock if you close your well, eyes. You, well, that and, you know, he like in the mocaps for 2K, he did The Rock stuff. Oh, that's funny. I, 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 didn't, I know he did a lot of that stuff. My thing with, with – with, and this is, very, this is a very modern wrestling take, yada, yada, is that there's not a lot of heat in wrestling anymore, right? You know, kayfabe is dead. No, no, that dude didn't kill The Undertaker. No, The Undertaker didn't bury that dude, yada, yada, yada so on and so forth. So, therefore – it's very difficult to generate heat. The big shows always generate heat because that's where the passionate crowds are, but the smaller shows, less so and so on and so forth. The whole point I'm trying to say here is LA Knight's over. Austin Theory is over in the correct heel way. You put those two guys together, people do not like him. They don't, but also I don't I don't think he gets that much. It's not like Dom reaction. True, true. But but heel reactions are tough to get anyway. Yeah, true. People, heel reactions nowadays are apathy. You're either getting booed or you're getting nothing. Yeah, which is why the Miz was so good for so long because he was in the peak nobody cared era, and he still got people to just tear yeah. down the arenas for him. The point I'm trying to say here is, you put LA Knight in a in a in a little um, they, what do they call it? They call it a program, right? They call it <laughs> that's what they call it. That, no, what do they call it? I've, in heard, I've heard people call it. It, that. Is, it is no, I just love that. What do they call it? Like, I just wanted, like I wanted to say the word because I couldn't think of the word. Um, you put him in a program with Theory. I think that's a money match. I wrestling wise, okay, maybe their styles don't mesh, but. The heat's there, in my opinion, because L.A. Knight is over. Yeah. 
I mean, he does the he does it on the on the top rope L- when they do it. A- he does it walking nah. down. He does it. He does it. He, does it, he does, licks his finger and does like the the people's elbow with the, the L A night. Then he runs and does like the most ridiculous. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. And then it, his finisher sucks, but I get his finishers. T- they need to. But re- to be fair, if sir, if they sold right, it looks like when Pete Dunne sold it. He does all well. Like a killer. It, they might want to repackage this, the finisher. Yeah. They've they've done that before. I would pa- give him the stunner because <laughs> Page Page like came in with a Page Turner and it looked horrible and they like reworked it into a different finisher yep. of some kind. I don't remember which one. Um, but. And then now we can run back Kelly and Cameron Grimes, who you're gonna love, who's like a stock guy, kind of. Not really. He is one of his gimmick. He goes to the moon. John Bradshaw Layfield. Kinda. It's yeah. like it's like face John Bradshaw Layfield. Kinda. Love it. Love He's it, also love a it, hick too, so it's it's hilarious. That's pretty. He looks fine. like a caveman for a while there. Him and, and NXT. Him and LA Knight feuded over the million dollar championship, and he had to be LA Knight's butler for a little that while. Was a belt. They brought it back. They brought it back for LA Knight. Bring it back again. Yeah. Yeah. But give, give him his Money in the Bank briefcase and have him style it after. I don't care, man. Push him to the moon. I love it. To the moon. He he should he should be giving a mid-card belt and or Money in the Bank soon. I, I'm hoping I, I now don't. that now that the U.S. title's there. Because, again, like, he's like, you know, Noah Clammer also lives in LA Knight. He's like, oh, he's got to be Gunther. LA Knight's not being Gunther. Yeah, sorry about it. Sorry, he's, man. He's just not at that level yet. He's not that level. He hasn't cut a serious promo to save his life. He's not he at that is, level. He is... Um. Well, no, I can believe him. I can't believe him beating Gunther legitimately. I can believe LA Knight winning a world title, Money in the Bank, yeah, easily. He he very much fits that bill. That build, and so and build that main eventer. You know, the ultimate like Edge was. Edge was never like Edge was. Now we look back at Edge and we're like, oh, what a great superstar. He just you know because especially since his last Layla Ron has been faced and he's been kind of you know, most of the time unstoppable other than Roman. But like Edge was the ultimate opportunist. He was not a guy that's like, oh, I'm going to beat you. He's like, I'm going to wait for my shot to beat you. I know I'm not the best. So I'm going to wait for the moment opportunity. Like when he beat Undertaker with money in the bank, when he took Kennedy's money in the bank, he was awesome. Exactly. It's the same exactly. for The Miz. The Miz won both his world titles off of money in the bank. And, and it, it was, was believable. Because that's what he is. You don't believe Miz challenging for it, but you believe Miz with a briefcase at any time. And I think – you give you like you can almost sort of reset the board with the money in the bank, right? You give them their world title, and while they're running with it, it gives them legitimacy to go elsewhere. Because like again, people like make jokes that the Miz's icy title reigns weren't great. They actually were pretty dang good for a Miz was always belt. great on the promo, and he had he had some decent defenses. There were some that were iffy, but he had he had uh, that great hey, he had that great great feud with Dolph Ziggler in 2016. Yeah, that. So let, let's just say. This, but other than that, what can you think of? I mean, I mean, the the problem is the Miz was working with a very bad roster. By the way, twenty twelve to twenty fifteen, in my opinion, is like the. I think. I think. Well, no, 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 no. That's a we're right back about, IC title. We're time. talking. No, we're not talking about 2015. We're talking about like twenty sixteen onward. Oh. Miz, where he held the title. I think they had a good roster. They didn't know how to use it. Yeah, that's the problem. Not bit Miz is bad. It's not Miz's fault. Like there were certain times where they they made that title great. Like when they put. Him and a returning Cesaro and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn in a feud. Great stuff. And it made perfect in like a four way, and it made perfect sense because Cesaro's the one who's focused on the title, and KO and Sami Zayn, even though they want the title, are focused on each other. It was good stuff, but yep. they just didn't do that enough. I, yeah. I really think again, I think LA Knight, you give him that big time belt, and then I think it. 
And again, people are gonna might bring up his age because he's forty, by the way, because he had a very long um, independent run before getting he had here. Twenty years. He was managed by uh, Paul Bear for a while there in the independents. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. So obviously, people might bring that up, but um, longevity in wrestling is longer than ever before right now. Um, note all the dudes that had career-ending injuries that have now come back. So just think about that, among other things. But yep. whole point is, um, push LA Knight. Push LA Knight. And I think with that being said, Alex, this might be the last time sure. you're on the show. Do you have any? Any parting words? I do, I do, uh, Logan, to try to try and match the nice thing you said on Compact Discourse. No, 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 for real, though. Um, it's really been a privilege to be on this show. It's been so much fun. I've been able to rediscover my love of wrestling, which peaked when Rhea Ripley and Charlotte uh, tore down the absolute house at <laughs> WrestleMania, and I was losing my mind. The riptide from the top rope still had me shook. The, tell the, you what. The, when she pulled her and hit her face, That was bro, so funny. And the suplex on her face? Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Um, the point is, this show has helped me rediscover my love of wrestling and uh, my friendships with all of you guys I feel like have grown as well. It's really been a complete honor and privilege to be on this show. I know I talk quite a bit and have my prone to live the gimmick and rant a bit too much, but I really... <laughs> Um, nothing but thanks and gratitude for being allowed to join this show, talk about those theme songs, and then just keep on going. I really, I was like planning a part-timer Goldberg returning and leaving. And then you just ended up, you ended up sticking around. You hey, were basically, man. you're basically a host for this. Episode. Hey man, I've, I've had too much fun. There's been too many fun things to talk about, and it's been really just an incredible time. And what a final semester of... My time at Weagle getting to be on a show called WWE Gel. And, of course, <laughs> it peaked when I got to go see my man, Matt Cardona, at GCW. It was awesome. You know the doors open anytime you want to return at any point. You are always welcome on the show. You're basically, the, in secret, WWE GL, the secret fifth host. I, I'm the third man. I'm the third man. But whose side is he on? With that Love being it. said, it's time to hit that outro. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to WWE Gel on Weagle 91.1 FM. This is probably it for us for a good couple months. We're going to miss all those AEW big pay-per-views. We're going to miss a bunch of WWE pay-per-views. But if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow... What is Noah? Noah? Noah uh, Phillips, like, 64. Underscore Phillips, 64, I think. Alex is at Alex Husing. Cooper does not have a Twitter, but, you know, you could probably find him out in the wild somewhere. The champ. <laughs> um, I am at by Logan Hurston. I tweet about wrestling all the time, and I'm definitely going to be way more active since I'm not going to have this podcast probably during the summer. Somehow, we may come back for a summer special. Who knows? Keep your eyes peaked. If you want to listen to more WWGL, you can listen to all the podcast players of choice. This has been quite possibly my favorite show I've ever done for a weekle. It's definitely my favorite memories on air for my own shows. Thank you for all listening. We will see you guys later. Goodbye. And good night. 